Welcome to the Goshen News Sports Podcast. I'm sports editor Greg Keim, and with me in the studio again is Austin Huff, Goshen News Sports reporter. And Austin, we had a pretty wild <laughs> couple of days on last Thursday and Friday, didn't we? Uh, Greg, I think that's the understatement of the year. I think uh, I think I summed it up kind of on, on Sunday when I emailed you about some stories I wanted to work on, and at the end of the email I said, I hope you've had time to breathe the last two days, because holy cow. Um... Yeah, uh, so that was weird, um, crazy. I, I've never really seen anything like that before. No, I um, haven't either. And in all my years in this business, I cannot remember two days in a row where I had stories that I'd been working on most of the day, almost finished, ready to go to print, and then they were thrown out the window because things changed. It immediately became a moot point, like yeah. the whole story. Like, And, you know, it's funny. So to, I guess... You know, to recap, if you haven't been following the Goshen, if you're listening to this podcast and don't know what's going on in Elkhart County, you've been uh, under a rock for right. the last if, week. You, if you only listen to our podcast to get your Goshen News Sports updates, uh, long story short, Thursday night, uh, schools in Elkhart County were posting letters basically to parents online that school will be moving to virtual only through September 28th. This was going to be handed down by the Elkhart County Health Department. Uh, officer Dr. Lydia Mertz. Um, sports at these school, most of the schools were suspended at that point. So, of the seven public schools in the county, four announced also that they were suspending sports until further notice. It was Concord, Northridge, Jimtown, Northridge. Um, Northridge, in fact, the Middlebury Community Schools posted on their Facebook that all sports had been canceled through that September 28th date. Needless to say, there was a lot of reaction to that. News on yes. social media, uh, information was kind of flying all over the place. Um, a lot of sco- a lot of people were upset. Two different uh, protests were organized for Friday: one to for the schools, one for sports. Um, and long story short, then Friday these protests happened. Around three thirty, four o'clock ish, Doctor Mertz then puts out an official statement saying that. School can go back to being in person, which is what the original plans were anyway. Right. That's what was, I think, provoked a lot of the anger was we had been under the assumption for about a week and a half that school was going to be in person. There had been no rumblings of athletics being canceled or changed or anything. So the fact that this September 28th, all things canceled to then announcement was going to happen really came out of nowhere. Uh, to everyone, right. I mean, even us, we <laughs> we don't we didn't know. People were asking us if we had heard anything, and we were like, "No, we're trying to figure out what's going on too." No, because because that, that was one of my stories. I was right in the middle of writing a story about how the athletic departments at the various schools were going to handle the fact that they couldn't play sports until September twenty eighth. Yeah, that was that was the Friday story that became moot. Yeah, the Thursday story that became moot was the IHSAA announcing fan uh, regulations for games and how schools are going to be able to limit attendance numbers or you know which schools are going to do what and then at 5:30 on Thursday that whole the whole thing started coming apart yeah. so where we stand as of now <laughs> as of now Tuesday of this- 1 11 p.m recording this podcast uh, school can return to in person uh, if schools want to, a lot of schools were going to do a hybrid schedule, part in, right. part out of school, like online. I know Goshen just said first week will be virtual only, and then the second week they're going to go into their hybrid plan. 
Uh, some other schools, districts are doing that in the county. Others are going to start with their hybrid plan. And as it pertains to athletics, schools can compete in girls' golf as if nothing was going on, as normal. Right. And all other sports must uh, – all other sports' competitions, uh, scrimmages, jamborees, whatever, they have all been canceled through August 24th. So, so basically schools are losing the first maybe seven to ten days of the right. most of their se- Ofi- some of their seasons. Right. Official competitions for cross-country, volleyball, soccer, and tennis were set to begin August 15th. That's this Saturday. This Saturday. So they are missing about eight, nine days of competitions that they could have played. And football, obviously, which is the big moneymaker – in this state, in any high school, you know, any state, will not be able to play their week one football games. Right. And those games, per my conversation with the Northridge JD, Dave Harms is one of those first games, are more than likely not going to be made up because right. you just simply can't right. do it. Football is probably the only sport where you can't really make up any games because you only play it once a week. Right. You know, it's not like, you know, if you missed three or four soccer games – you could make them up in the regular season. It would be tiring. It'd be you know you wouldn't get as much practice time. You'd just be playing games, but you could do it. You know it, it would be a little tough, but it, it's possible. Where football, you know, it's a sport you really can only play once a week, at least in a game speed. So you you, you really can't play a game Tuesday and then play again Friday. You know, right. in football, it's a little too extreme. Um, so. Yeah. So, and, and teams can practice. Like, I think that was a big key. It's like schools and teams can still practice as long as they maintain social distancing protocols, health standards, all the stuff. It's basically what they were doing in July, all of July, where they, you know, right. had to maintain six feet, can't hit anybody in football, uh, conditioning drills, a lot of that stuff. So now it becomes will those practices count? Towards IHSA, they do. They do. Okay, I, talk, I got. I confirmed that with Dave Harms this morning. When I talked to him. Okay, so they all, will. All the practices that they've had up to the point where things were put on hold will all count towards the ten practices before. Okay. You can compete, which is good. So that which means, is good, right? So that means that if the county says we are good to go to compete in sporting events, all sporting events. On August 24th, that means week two football games are still happening. Right. It will be tough, obviously, for the players. And I guess a good thing, with in, in strictly in the sense of football, is that if it's ready to go by August 24th, that's a Monday, that still gives you four practices, yeah, full-on practices to get ready for a game. And you've got to be allowed contact at that point. Right. I mean, you football have to. is one sport you cannot go into a game Without preparing right. to hit somebody. You have to. You have you, to be able to hit somebody in practice to to work on tackling drills and all those things. You can't play a football game if you haven't worked on those things. It's right. not going to work. Right. So hopefully if <laughs> – again, we've, I believe we've said this a hundred times. If everything goes to plan, which, right. <laughs> which, which hasn't. The course. plan could be changing right now as <laughs> we're recording when, this podcast. When we recorded the podcast last week, it was like, oh, yeah, sports are back. Woo! Like now it's like, well, are we even going to be able to play anything? Um, if everything goes to this new plan, according to this new plan, we will have week two high school football games. Uh, we'll have soccer – matches being able to start for the Elkhart County Schools 
the public schools. It's important to note that the private schools are still charging ahead with sports, basically. Like Bethany Christian, Elkhart Christian are the only two private IHSAA-affiliated schools in the county. Clinton Christian also has volleyball, but... They're not an ISHA right. school. And they don't, yeah. even play, they don't even play in a match until August 25th anyway. I was looking at their schedule yesterday. So they even if they were an IHSA school, they wouldn't even have anything canceled per se They could because they're going to still practice for the right. next couple of weeks. Um, so we'll, we'll have football, potentially, hopefully, maybe, who knows, in El, for the Elkhart County schools in week two. Yeah. Um, Greg? You, you, <laughs> your thoughts <laughs> you just don't know what's going to happen when you get these kids back together right. because i mean look at how many colleges they've gotten the kid they brought the kids back to campus for football practice <laughs> excuse me and all of a sudden you got a major outbreak on the team of, of positive mm-hmm. tests right you it's know. uh yeah but needless to say the last couple that, those thursday and friday uh in the county were were something i've never uh really seen <laughs> that kind of reaction that strong at least locally I mean it, that was really uh, crazy to see and to kind of cover it and you know uh, see the reactions on social media even you know some of the people who are for it or against it you, yeah. can, you get you get an interesting reaction uh, a lot of those times with those things going on yeah. but um, the I, only yeah. thing in my journalism career that I can remember that brought sports to a halt like this was 9-11. Right. And that was for a, a shorter period of time because I remember right, 9-11 happened on a Tuesday, I think. Mm-hmm. And we played football, high school football games were played on Friday night. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was not near the near the length and the... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think, I think a lot, and I, I kind of hit on it uh, earlier, but just a lot of the frustration, a lot of the anger just be... A lot of it, a lot of it came because of the original, like, oh, we're going to go back... Like, it really came out of nowhere. Like, that's what it felt like. That's where I think the most of the frustration came from was, like, we were kind of moving along. You know, the case numbers, you know, they're not great, but they have been – they haven't gone up. Like, they haven't spiked in the last week or two in the county that make you think, oh, we we might have to shut down everything. You know, like, that's that's where I think a lot of people were frustrated was, like, we've been doing everything you've told us to do. All the plans are in place. You approved all the plans. Well, and then yeah. now we're not going to be able to do our plans till October? Like, that that was what I think bugged a lot of people. Well, and I think the other thing that frustrated a lot of people was the actual press release that we got on Friday mm-hmm. saying that their decisions on Thursday were based on flawed data. Yeah. That was frustrating. You know. And, and you know, and technically, technically, the health department didn't make any official announcement on that Thursday night. Like that, that was kind of lost in everything because the school started kind of making their own announcements. And, and Mertz kind of a, said that in her statement Friday, too. Like she didn't blame Goshen, right. who starts school on Monday, you know, and is told new information Thursday evening that they have to go all virtual. Like she doesn't blame the Goshen schools for wanting to get ahead of that and tell their kids, hey, and, and the parents, hey, we're going to be virtual only for the next eight weeks. You know, parents have to accommodate, especially younger parents of younger kids you know daycare or things like that like you know if I had a five-year-old six-year-old kid and all of a sudden now he's going to be home learning for eight weeks you know I and I don't have a daycare or a babysitter lined up like I work you know like during the day like I mean if I did if I had a kid and if I work (laughs) you know I mean this job if I work a sports journalism job you know I'd be okay of course no um 
we just have to, we just have to record the podcast at four, not one. Um, I don't know. It, it just there were so many things going on. So again, like I don't blame the schools making these announcements. No, it was just a lot of confusion of like why this happened. You know, how did this happen? And then the health department didn't say anything on Thursday night except a text message to us, basically saying we don't have an announcement to make. We're right. going to go through our normal channels. And it's like, well, what does that even yeah. mean? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, and, then they, and then the building closed at 3 o'clock on Friday. So everyone was like, what the heck? We're not going to get any clarity on this. And then the statement came out around 4 o'clock. So it ended right. up being okay. But it was just like there were so many things that happened. And oh. it just, yeah, it made you want to pull your hair out, honestly, at times. Yeah. like One of the problems that I see with this whole thing is you want somebody at the top to make a decision. Yeah. The problem is... It's hard to make a decision here in Elkhart County, you know, that if, even even in Elkhart County by itself, what happens in Goshen is different than what happens over in Napanee. Right. What right. happens in Elkhart is different than what happens down at Fairfield. Right, right. Because, you know, even like like you said, like the ta- like town size, obviously, like Goshen and Elkhart are bigger. They're going to have more of a risk per se, to pass right. the virus along than Napanee or Middlebury or Wakarusa, you know, or wherever, you know, Benton, you know what I mean? Like, it is it is it is different even within the county, but, and it, it, that's kind of the general mood right now with a lot of things in terms of sports decisions or decisions about school is, you know, we just want a definitive answer and you're not hearing a definitive right. answer, really, from anybody. It's Elkhart County was kind of a microcosm of that, you know, national thing. As you're seeing it being played out in uh, college with college football with the Big Ten, and are they going to play? Are they not going to play? The NCAA is really has no power here. Like each conference yeah. is kind of on their own. Like you know, as of now, there's been no official announcement by the Big Ten. But that could change, you know, right after we're done recording this podcast. Yeah, it probably they will. Supposed, they were supposed <laughs> to meet, I think, the president's at 1030 this morning yeah. to vote on it. Yeah, so. <sighs> yeah, that's like, but college is a little different than high school. High school, I think you're going to have to come up with a decision, whether it's right or wrong, that's going to be good for the whole state. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't have schools in Elkhart County not playing football and schools down in Marion County right. around the Indianapolis area playing football. Right, right. And that, and to on top of everything, with locally, Marion County Health Officer Virginia Kane today, she said that she is, quote, very comfortable playing sports right now, starting football. There'll be 250 total fans in right. the stands, so it's going to be limited, very limited attendance. But she said she was very comfortable. And that's a county two weeks ago that was saying they're going to postpone everything till October. Remember like right. how all that came out, and then there was big uproar about that Jeez, and sounds familiar doesn't I know it? we literally live <laughs> <laughs> and of course and then uh, I saw yesterday the Kentucky governor is recommending no schools in person until September 28th and I was like wow <laughs> where have I heard that date before you know yeah so um well, see, and see one of the things I came across last week when I was working on my stories that never made it into the paper <laughs> was the fact that there are even officiating crews mm-hmm. that are not willing to work right now during right. COVID right. and one of the ADs, I believe it was Mark Hofer out at Fairfield, told me they're bringing a crew in from Illinois for yeah. one of their games this year because Illinois has already canceled their football season. Right. 
these guys want to work, so they're they're coming from the Chicago area to work a hey. a high school football game down at Fairfield I, High School. I think the football rules are pretty this pretty much the same in every state. You know, I don't know if there's any di- many differences. There's probably not. There's probably a right. few here and there, it, but nothing. I'm sure the the general. A touchdown still worth six right, points. Right, <laughs> right. You start to make as, ten yards for as a, a first as down. A, as a former Illinois resident who has watched football, high school football in both states, I can tell you there's not many differences, yeah. if any. So, um, yeah, you know, a lot of it. There's just so many angles to this. I mean, like, you know, I think a lot of it too came down to just people want to have a choice. Like, you're seeing school districts themselves cancel sports. Like Hammond canceled all contact sports for the fall, and like. You know that that's tough for the hand, like, but I think people in general just want to have a choice. Like, it, they should know the risk of playing sports or going to school right now with the, with COVID. Like, right. they know what they're doing. Like, to have it just taken away from them, that's what I think hurt them the most. It's, and I, I was talking to the Northwood boys soccer coach Brad Dirksen at the rally on Friday, and I kind of said this to him where it's like, we're kind of if by taking away like the sports. You know, and, and the school were kind of self-inflicting to us what the virus did to us in March, if that makes sense. We're like, we had no choice, really, when this first thing kind of broke out in March. That's why everything got canceled. There was no spring sports, no, no in-school, right? Where now we have, we have spent months putting systems in place, getting ready to go. We have hand sanitizer. We have protocols. We have everything we need to go to kind of like test our systems to like go back to school and try playing sports. And if we were to just kind of cancel that before we even got to test our systems out, really, you know, that's kind of infuriating where it's like, we have everything in place. Like, let's at least try, like, let's at least try. And if there's an outbreak, then that's, you know, our fault basically. And we have to accept that responsibility. We can't complain. You know, if, if we try to do this and you know, someone gets COVID then, you know, that's tough, but it is what it is. We'd have to kind of accept it, and that's our mistake. So, I, I don't know. There's just so many things, so many angles of, like, frustration, and just it all kind of came to a boiling point Thursday night, Friday morning. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's still a lot of resentment for not being able to play games right now, you know, especially when you see the rest of the state. And Marion County, you know, is the hardest hit county, you know, and they're going to try to play. You know, that's where I think a lot of frustration comes in for people is, like, what is so different about Marion County from Elkhart County right now that they can play, but we about can't? 150 miles. Yeah, it's, yes, that's and about a, you know, and about 900,000 people. So you know, yeah, at it, least, yeah. It's just kind of uh, I don't know. It's, by by the time <laughs> personally, by the time Friday night came, I was very uh, tired and just it was yeah. so hard to figure out what actually was real and what wasn't real. And and uh, but man. Whew. It's been a week. It's, it, <laughs> and it's got to be tough on the me- mental, as- mental aspect of these kids. Oh, I yeah. mean, you, you get ready to play, then you can't play. You know, you're going back and forth all the time. Mm-hmm. As I remember the scene from uh, Brian's song mm. about Brad Pickle and his cancer and the doctor coming in and telling Gail Sayers that, you know, we really don't want to do this today because he's not feeling well, you know. We want to postpone the surgery. And I remember Sayers telling the doctor, he said, an athlete prepares for a contest. On that day, he's ready to go. Mm-hmm. You know, so don't change it on him. Yeah, you know, he's he's mentally ready to go and physically ready to go. So don't change it on him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's basically what happened to yeah Elkhart County Sports was we were ready to go, and 
I mean, football football teams, if they practiced Thursday morning, put on full pads and practiced. And then Thursday night, it was taken away from them, potentially till the end of September. Yeah. I mean, if that if that thing had, had actually gone into place where they had canceled everything until September 28th, girls' golf season is done. I mean, they're done. The state championship weekend is October 3rd. They don't even have time to qualify right. for sectional or regional or whatever. Soccer is going to be ready – has maybe a couple games before their playoffs, if that, right? They're going to yeah, play three games. Many. And they're not practicing, so they have to actually get the practices in before they could play their well, sectional. I, yeah, but according to what Dave said, those, those first well, right. practices they would have still had count, four. but they'd they, still, they, would have they had, still need to get some in. Yeah. Right, they would have had four or five, so they would have still done five more. It just it would have been so – I mean, Elkhart County sports would have effectively been done. I mean, there's no way fans much about it. Like, they – they would not have been able to play. They would have played two regular season football games, maybe, and then the playoffs and soccer, volleyball, track, or not track, cross country. Uh, yeah, I mean, so luckily, we still could have most of this season. It will stink, obviously, not having this first week. Right. But there's still a chance to play, you know, for Northridge, Goshen, Jimtown, Elkhart, Northwood, Concord uh, to play. Fairfield as well. I forgot. I knew I forgot one more. Fairfield. Yeah. So, and one thing before we move off of this subject on the Elkhart County things, I have to give a shout out <laughs> to the Hogan family. Parent, the mother <laughs> and younger sister of Goshen basketball player Drew Hogan, who came up with the most creative sign at the protest I saw pictured on their Facebook page. <laughs> Whitley, the young, the daughter, has a sign. Is holding up a sign that says, "I need school." Mm-hmm. And school is spelled S K O O L. Now that is that's that's a sign that gets mm-hmm. that gets your attention, saying the kids need school. Yeah, I think I saw someone joke on Twitter. This is the first time I've ever seen kids want to actually go to school, ever. So yes, <laughs> I mean, yeah. So uh, anyway, it was crazy, and uh, this week sure, maybe hopefully won't be as crazy locally, but you're already seeing some of the craziness nationally with college football yeah will they play will they not play uh big 10 seems to be trying to get everyone to cancel and now they might just delay the season but they already have a delayed schedule set up i, I don't know you well you know the max started at saturday when they announced they were canceling their season mm-hmm. you know they were the first of the major college you know not the major power five right but, but it's they were a the first ma- of the it's, it's a it's considered the one of the top mid-majors yeah. if not the top mid-major conference basically so but yeah, yeah. So. and everybody kept saying okay is that going to start the domino effect you know if they go or the other colleges college conference is going to follow suit Mm -hmm. and we're just kind of waiting to see what's going to happen right there's been a lot of reports about the big 10 um you know yesterday monday detroit free press and dan patrick show both said that it's been voted 12-2 to cancel the season or postpone to the spring well Um, and there was a post i saw on facebook before we came into our podcast taping here that said that they voted this morning right. to postpone the season. So, who knows? I mean, like, there's so. been no official announcement and, and, like, I trust, not that I don't trust Dan Patrick Show or, or Detroit Free Press, but I haven't seen enough like, official reports. Confirmation. Right. Like, yeah. I, you know, you, you kind of check, like, the, the core college football reporters nationally, like Pat Forty, Ross Dellinger, Pete Thamel, those are the guys 
who if they've got it, you know, you know, ESPN has reported it, and the Athletic, and you know those websites. Then okay, like it's for real because usually once enough reported, then the Big Ten puts out a statement saying we are postponed or canceled or whatever. Um, I thought it was very interesting the comments from Scott Frost, the Nebraska football coach, yesterday saying. We're going to play football. If the Big Ten cancels their season, we're going to find someplace else yeah. to play. And I'm wondering, how is that going to work? Can they do that even? I, I don't even know. I mean, I, I, I read somewhere online on Twitter today that um, basically Nebraska kind of can't because of their TV deals are already all contracted to like Fox and, and the Big Ten Network, ESPN. So they really can't necessarily get out of those and just play. Like They can't join the Big 12 for a nice throwback year. You know right. what I mean? They can't really do that right now. Um, so from what from what I've read, uh, but then again, the yeah. ACC is letting Notre Dame come in for right. a year in football. Well, well they play. already have a schedule in place. Like I think it's too late right now for anyone to really jump ship. Notre Dame already has an ACC agreement. That's what helped them. Obviously, right. like how how is Nebraska going to go back to the Big Twelve right now or the Pac twelve even? You know, something like that or. Play well, in the SEC, you know and what the I mean? Pac-12 was another one that's talking about canceling right. the season right I now. Think, They're supposed to vote today also. Right. A lot of the the national uh, sentiment reporting has been it's Big Ten and Pac-12 trying to convince the Big 12, the SEC, the ACC to kind of cancel or postpone. The ACC's top doctor came out today and said, hey, we can play. Like, we can play a football season. It, it'll be tough, but we can play it. Like, there are... You know, he he basically said, "Get it, you're you're running the risk of getting COVID, like as same risk as you running out there and breaking your leg or an arm, you know, like an injury. Like mm-hmm. there is an inherent risk. Like we don't shut down the season because you could break your leg, you know, running, you know, playing football. You know what I mean? So COVID yeah. obviously spreads more than like a broken leg. That's the that's the concern is, you know, COVID yeah. isn't like you know yeah. something where it happens to one person, that person's out. It could spread to multiple people. You're you're not gonna come up down all of a sudden in one day with twenty kids with a broken leg no, on your football no, team. No, it's you not may have happen. twenty kids test positive for COVID right. though. He but his his general point was like there's an inherent risk already playing football. There's gonna be a risk, well, you know, as long as you put healthy people on the field. That's like that's kind of the whole point of testing is like if you test yeah. negative you should be able to play. If you test positive, you're not going to play. And see, that's one, that's one advantage. Is like, I think, I think we mentioned this on last week's podcast that the colleges and the pro teams have over the high school, they can afford right. to test their players. Well, Notre Dame university of Notre Dame tested everybody that came back to campus. I don't know if you saw that. They announced that last night, Monday night, like five thirty, six o'clock, of course, um, that they tested all 12,000 people that came back to campus and apparently, like all of that, I think thirty-two tested positive for COVID. So, like 027 percent was the te- positivity rate on campus. Yeah. To me, that indicates that, like, hey, like Notre Dame could play. I mean, like they could play a football season. Like as of now, the campus is pretty clean. Like all right. things considered. So, um, obviously, I don't know if every university has the money to test every student that's come back. Yeah, you know that's a lot of testing, especially Notre Dame has the benefit of you know they are a quote unquote richer school and they don't have as much enrollment. You know, like Ohio right. State has forty thousand kids on campus. That's going to be a lot of testing. You know, Notre yeah. Dame could do it with twelve thousand students. So, uh, yeah, I, so that was an encouraging sign to see last night. And um, you know, I've also heard some people say, you know, I think athletic director saying 
we want these kids back right. because we can control better right. what's going on in their lives if we've got them on campus, we've got them isolated, the football team isolated. Right. If and they're at home, we don't know what they're going to be doing. Right. And I think, you know, if, if let's say they cancel fall sports, you know, the athletes aren't leaving campus. Like, they're not going to go home. It's not like Ian Book's flying back to California. Well, he might because he graduated already. But um, you know what I mean. Like, right. guys are not flying back to their hometowns and just going to be chilling, you know. The the argument a lot of people has made is like, well, they're going to still be on campus so they could still go through, like, training. And they're going to still stay in shape and go through the protocols as I already have been. But how many of those guys are going to really want to train and play you know, training for a season they're not playing in. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of those guys are going to just either take the semester off and work out wherever they want to work out or, you know, like, you're not yeah. going to see necessarily guys or let's say, like, guys like Dalen Hayes, you know, for Notre Dame. If he doesn't have a season, why would he want to train at Notre Dame? Like, he, if he has if they're great resources, sure, but he's going to want to get ready for the NFL draft. He's going to go somewhere else, and he has runs a higher risk of getting COVID if he is out in the – you know, real world, for lack of a better term, you know, than he yeah. is at Notre Dame where it's a little more controlled environment. So, right. and you, you know, you run into, you can look at all the problems Major League Baseball is having right now with some of their teams. A perfect example <laughs> when I talked to, to Dave Harms this morning, his, he's a St. Louis Cardinals fan. Yeah. I looked at the standings today. The Cardinals have played five games. Mm-hmm. They have not played since July 30th. Yeah. Today's August 11th. Yeah. So <laughs> now the Cubs, the Cubs and and the Cardinals are in second place in the division. Yeah. But the Cubs, the Cubs are the other in the division have played 13 games. The Reds 16, the Brewers 14, and the Pirates 16 yeah. games. Yeah. And and the Cardinals had another doubleheader against Detroit canceled on Thursday or postponed. So as of right, right now, I think and their whole se- a whole series with the Cubs over the weekend was right. postponed. I believe they have to play 55 games in like 43 days if they're going to want to play all right. 60. That's impossible. Like even with seven inning doubleheaders, like that's crazy. Yeah, like it's, you're going to have. I mean, it's going to be physically they're, taxing. They're going to have to sacrifice the AL Central games probably first. And then keep their division, their actual division games, you know. But still, like you saw that with the Marlins. Like the Marlins were 3-1, and one, and they were still technically leading the division because <laughs> they had the best winning percentage, but they only played four games. The rest of the teams had played 10 or 11 yeah. at that point, you know. So, I don't know. I mean, it's getting to a point where, like, the Cardinals, they might be forced to just postpone. Like, they might have to drop out. Like, honestly, like that might be a thing. You saw it with the MLS when they had two teams – have a lot of positive tests early, they kicked them out of the bubble or they chose to leave the bubble that they were playing in yeah. before the season even began. I mean, it might come to that point where they have to... Because, yeah, it's going to get to a point where you can't make up that many right. games. And, it, and it's like, how many games are they going to allow you to play to count, basically? Like, if, right. if the Cardinals play 40 games and the Cubs play 55, 56, you know, and the Cardinals go, let's say, you know... 25 and 15, the Cubs go 35 and 25, you know, like, yeah. are the Cardinals in first place? Like, the Cardinals shouldn't be allowed to be in first place. They only played 40 games. I'm not just, I, that could be any team. Like, right. The Cubs yeah. could have played 40 and the Cardinals could have played 60, and I would be saying the same thing. Like, there's no there's no reason for the Cubs or the Cardinals in that case, this case, to be allowed to claim a division championship, basically, because they've only played 40 games. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. 
I, baseball, I think, is wising up, though, because I did hear a report on ESPN this morning that the owners are trying to sit down with the players' union to negotiate the playoffs to be played in three hub cities yeah. where they can get the players in, get them isolated, keep them away from everybody instead of having travel like they are right now for baseball. Right, but then the key is, uh, can you get can you get to October? Like, that's the thing is, I, yeah. can we? I Can they? I don't know. Well, like, it's going to be really uh, interesting. I, I've made the statement before, and I, and I still stand by it. They will not finish the Major League Baseball season. I'm hopeful because the Cubs I'm, are actually playing well. <laughs> well, I'm hopeful, too, because I'm a huge baseball fan, but yeah. I just don't see it happening under yeah. these circumstances. It's it's great that they got these hub city ideas, but we had, we should have we should have done them in the beginning of the season. You right. know, and obviously like the NBA and the NHL are doing right, and you're seeing the NHL having no no positive tests the last month, and the NBA has had a positive test in their three weeks or four weeks in the bubble. Right. Uh, you know, the NHL went through the qualifying rounds totally unscathed. Now they're going to start the actual playoffs tonight, Tuesday. Actually, well, yeah, they start like at three o'clock today, Tuesday, three p.m. Eastern. Uh, but yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I really want baseball to finish. I love baseball, too. It's probably my favorite sport. But, uh, you know, they, they've uh, kind of, you know, messed up pretty much at every step of the way. I mean, they really have been incredible how bad it's been. They've had months to prepare and still don't have a play. That's what you're seeing with a lot of these things. You know, the yeah. college football. College football is kind of what happened with Elkhart County in a sense. We're like, we, they released schedules. Everything was gearing up to go. Students were coming back to campus. And then all of a sudden, oh, we're going to cancel football now. It's like, what? Like, same thing with Elkhart County. Where we had all these all these plans in place. And they're like, nope, we're going to cancel everything. And well, it's like, what Like, what has changed? Like, the virus is still the virus. It hasn't changed yeah. since the numbers spiked in early July, late June, early July. Like, nothing has changed. We don't have a vaccine or the numbers haven't gone astronomical even more than they already are. Like, <laughs> That's where it comes down to. Is like, what has even changed? Nothing has changed. Yeah. Nothing has changed. The Big Ten put out its schedule on Wednesday. You know, Wednesday night, ACC put out their schedule Thursday morning. What has changed between then and Sunday afternoon to start talking about canceling the season? I just don't understand. Well, for one thing, Notre Dame's schedule only lasted until Saturday because their right. one non-conference game this year was with Western Michigan, and Western Michigan's a member of the MAC. Yeah. And they are, yeah, Notre Dame. You know, they opted out, so Notre Dame's schedule wasn't yeah. even in effect probably for 48 hours after yeah. they issued the revision. Yeah, I mean, it's just crazy. Like, I, I don't know if Notre Dame's going to add a non-conference game or not. Uh, we haven't heard anything official from Notre Dame about that. Uh, but, yeah, it is, it's funny like how their schedule all, all of a sudden just became 10 ACC games instead of, uh, you know, the 10 plus 1. So, yeah, yeah. Um, it's crazy. It's crazy. Notre Dame has their first ever conference schedule, and we didn't even talk about it on this podcast because everything else that happened yeah. Thursday night is just cra- if like the Notre Dame conference schedule just feels so irrelevant right now. You know what I mean? Like they're yeah. playing Clemson and Florida State, and they get to go play Phil Dracovic and at, at Boston College. Like it's a really interesting schedule, and it's like, eh. You know, the whole world decided to crumble down around us yeah. there on Thursday night. So it just maybe, maybe if the schedule is still in effect next week, we can talk about it. Well, well, we'll do a deep dive of the schedule if it <laughs> even exists at this time next week. Yeah. So, huh. and, uh, <laughs> one last thing I wanted to bring up 
was my uh, story in Monday's paper. Again, I'm doing college connection stories about graduating seniors in their last year. Mm -hmm. And this turned out to be a pretty cool story, I think, because it's three sisters, three Miller sisters from uh, Goshen here, but they all went to Northridge High School. They're the daughters of Lance and Jill Troyer Miller. Mm -hmm. Jill was a great athlete. In fact, she's in the Elkhart County Sports Hall of Fame. But Morgan played at uh, Indiana Wesleyan Volleyball for 2014 to 2017. Mm -hmm. Kelly, who just finished her career, was there from 2016 to 2019. And Marcy, the younger sister, has been at uh, Indiana Wesleyan since 2017. She still has one more season to play, hopefully this fall, if they get it in. But in those, those three girls and the time they've been there, Indiana Wesleyan has been 194 and 49 <laughs> overall in volleyball. That's a winning percentage of 79.8. I'm going to say that's good. We are. And <laughs> in the uh, Crossroads League, they are 98 and 10. Yeah, that's crazy. They went 38 and 3 this past season. Mm-hmm. One of the best records in school history. And for the first time, made it out of pool play in the NAIA National Championship Tournament. Yeah. I uh, I was telling so. you, I was telling you when you were writing up that story, I, I did a story at my prior job about the Wesleyan volleyball coach, Candace Motes. She was a uh, native of Nebraska, little yeah. Nebraska town that I was working in. And so it's kind of cool like to see kind of like the two worlds kind of coming together here where you're writing a story about some of her players and I've, I wrote a story about her. And I saw this on Twitter yeah. from Doug Springer, uh, the Northridge girls basketball coach. He shared our story, your story, about them. They must have played basketball for Northridge as well. They did. Uh, he said, you can't have enough players and teammates that exhibit the leadership and traits that Morgan Kelly and Marcy Miller brought to every team they played for. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Like, it's pretty cool that, uh, you know, he gave them a shout out there on Twitter. So, yeah, yeah it's a cool story. And I, what, one of the questions I asked the coach by email was what it was like to have all three of the Miller girls in her program down there. And, of course, in capital letters, the first remark was, I loved it. <laughs> yeah. She said the, the, it was really great when, the, when they had two of them there, but she said the best time is when they had all three of them there for a season. Because mm-hmm. she said two of the girls were outside hitters on the right side, and the other one was an outside hitter on the left side of the floor. And she said the opposing coaches kept up coming up to me and said, how many Miller sisters are there? <laughs> I hope you're about done with them. <laughs> Yeah. Well, the good news for uh, Indiana Wesleyan, there's one left. Yeah. Well, everyone know. not named Indiana Wesleyan, there's only one left. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Because yeah. it's interesting, too. Uh, I asked Kelly about her favorite game, you know, what games stood out because she said she doesn't try to remember individual games. She wants to remember more about the season. But she said two sold out was that they beat. Uh, Marion College out of Indianapolis, which went on to win the NAIA National Championship. I think they lost three or four games this year. Mm-hmm. Two of those were to Indiana Wesleyan. They beat them once during the regular season, and then they beat them in the conference championship. So is Indiana Wesleyan, can they claim a national well, co-national co- champ? No. But no. another local connection, Marion College is the one where a former Fairfield player, Riley uh, Anderson yes. is now was an assistant coach there, mm-hmm. and she was the fill-in coach while right. the regular Marion coach was off on maternity leave this year. 
all comes together. It, it is. <laughs> if you've been reading all of Greg's college connections, they all come together and, basically uh, in the last couple months. It's kind yeah. of cool. Another connection is Kelly and Riley actually played together on some club volleyball teams when they were in high school. That's cool. Riley was a That's senior cool. and Kelly was a freshman, but mm-hmm. she said we had, we did actually play on some club teams together. That's awesome. Yeah, it was a cool story. And so, uh, yeah, it was a nice it was nice to read something that wasn't uh, COVID related or canceling. It was nice or, to write something that wasn't <laughs> COVID related too. <laughs> and it was it, also nice to write something that actually ended up getting in the paper. <laughs> I know. Greg Greg was supposed to have like eight or nine stories last week. He only ended up having like five because <laughs> everything got everything got wiped out. Oh, just great. But uh, yeah. Well, I'm tired, Greg. I, I uh, uh, I'm tired of talking. I, I I'm yeah. I'm good. So I haven't, I haven't seen our producer Sheila drift off to sleep yet. So yeah, yeah. I mean, we kept I, her attention somewhat this weekend. Yeah. Think. We got any factoids to end the podcast? Greg? I did not look up anything. Uh, that's today. okay. That's okay. So we'll after last without... after last week's Kim King uh, shout out slash debacle, I think we're okay. So <laughs> okay. All right, folks, that'll wrap up another edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast, and tune in next week for another episode.